Hello again. On Monday, we'll have the fourth and final of our lifelong learning happiness classes at Middle Tennessee State University. We'll talk about some historically important philosophers of happiness, like William James, and before him, David Hume, Michel de Montaigne, and then, of course, Bertrand Russell's Conquest of Happiness, and some more recent figures like Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, who gave us the concept of flow. And Myra Kalman, who says, when I go out for a walk, there's so much that makes me happy to be alive. Breathing, not thinking. In my case, sometimes thinking. Observing. I'm grateful beyond measure to be part of it all. There are people, of course, heroic and heartbreaking, going about their business in splinted fashion. There are the discarded items, chairs, sofas, tables, umbrellas, shoes, also heroic for having lived life in happy or unhappy homes. There are trees, glorious and consoling, changing with the seasons, reminders that all things change and change again. There are flowers, birds, babies, buildings. I love all of these, but above all, I am besotted by dogs. And I'm with her on that. Look at Jennifer Michael Hecht, who wrote The Happiness Myth. Here's a quote from Arthur Herman to preface what we'll say about uh, Jennifer Hecht. He wrote, I go for a walk through the forest near my house, just as Aristotle walked along the beach at Assos. He's recounting the bounteous profusion of nature's teeming, towering, bewildering, constantly changing flora and fauna at his feet. This is nature, the real world, buzzing and blooming around us. Our journey through the forest struck Plato's and Aristotle's heirs, the Hellenistic cynics, Epicureans, Stoics, and skeptics, as an opportunity to make themselves at home there and everywhere. Initially, writes Jennifer Michael Hecht, they felt a desperate desire to get out of the seemingly endless, friendless woods. But thanks to the applied philosophical therapeutics of their graceful life philosophies, they learned to love the place. Hang a sign that says, Home on a tree, and you're done. There's a cartoon worth looking at before we part on Monday. A Calvin and Hobbes cartoon. Actually, there are several, but the one I'm going to focus on in particular is Hobbes approaching Calvin, sunk deep into his armchair, watching television. He says, I'm killing time while I wait for life to shower me with meaning and happiness. The message is clear. You can't wait. Because the next cartoon is the famous, at least to me, New Yorker image of the Grim Reaper and a guy at his laptop. He says, thank goodness you're here. I can't accomplish anything unless I have a deadline. I know what he means. And uh, finish maybe with Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's observations that success like happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a course greater than oneself. To overcome the anxieties and depressions of contemporary life, individuals must become independent of the social environment to the degree that they no longer respond exclusively in terms of its rewards and punishments. To achieve such autonomy, a person has to learn to provide rewards to herself. She has to develop the ability to find enjoyment and purpose regardless of external circumstances. And 
A joyful life is an individual creation that cannot be copied from a recipe. Dr. Seuss said, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Talk to you later.